This is Let's Talk KBG. I'm Marla Slavin, and I'm here today with Annette Mon. And uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of background, I think, on the KBG Foundation, how it started, and a little bit of background about us. So my son, Jordan, is 20 years old, and he was diagnosed in October of 2014 when he was 13 years old. And Annette's son, Glenn, that we know as Bug, was diagnosed in June of 2015 when he was 12. I met Annette in June of 2015. So let me introduce Annette. Let me let her give you the background on how we started this. We have built a fabulous friendship. So Annette, please talk to us about how you started the KBG Foundation first. You know, um, in preparation for doing this, I, we looked back, was it just me? We looked back at how we met because when we got the diagnosis, the first thing that geneticist said was there's no support organization and there's no family group. I also looked for that too. So basically you're on your own. And Glenn looked at me and we were sitting in the car on speakerphone with the geneticist after nine years of searching for an answer. And Glenn turned to me and said, so you'll create something. And that was June 19th, 2015. And on June 20th, I started the KBG foundation Facebook page and bought the URL. Um, in that process, as soon as I posted that we had a diagnosis, all of my epilepsy friends in Utah started reaching out to me and, and, you know, asking, does this explain his epilepsy? Does this explain this? Does this explain that? And literally there was just that list of this is how KBG presents and none of it matched bug. None of it It was like, okay, but he didn't present like that. So no, it doesn't answer it. Um, and then a friend who had created an organization for his son's rare disease told me, as soon as you start this, be prepared to find a lot of people. You'll just find people that will come out of the woodwork that you didn't even know existed. And they will all share something and it will be wonderful. And it'll be a lot of work. And if you can't handle it, don't start it basically. And I thought, oh, I can handle it. <laughs> piece of pie. <laughs> yeah. Can't, I can't. Um, but I didn't even have my feet underneath me with the diagnosis when Marla reached out to me, literally we were diagnosed June 19th. Marla emailed me July 2nd. And I'm going to actually read this email that I got from the first KBG family I had ever met. Well, I not even met the first known I didn't, I didn't know any of the other 60 families or 61 or 63 because bug was supposed to be number 61, but there's at least six people that I know of that were also told that they were number 61. So us mm, included. Yeah. You can hear. Yeah. We were like, well, no, Marla Jordan was in October, 2014. He's 61 bug 62. And then a few other people No, but makes bug 64. <laughs> yeah. All in the sixties regardless. So I get this email July 2nd. So if this wasn't a prophecy being fulfilled by my friend, I don't, I don't know what is. Um, 
Marla said, hi, Annette. As you know, I received your email from Peter Lorenzen, and I think that he received my email from Karen Park. I have touched base with two other families in the United States. One is in Ohio and the other is in New York. The family in Ohio has a two-year-old and the family in New York has a 12-year-old. I just found your Facebook page and commented under Grant Maxwell, my other son. I would very much like to be involved in the foundation if there's anything that I can do. Not only my son has this diagnosis, but my husband has a similar deletion of ANCARE D11. That was one of the ways that they confirmed Jordan's diagnosis. I feel that Jordan can almost be the poster child for KBG. It was very scary reading once I scanned the internet for KBG. I felt that as I read all the characteristics, I was reading the laundry list at every doctor's appointment. I was afraid every time that I noticed something, it would be just one more specialist in the long line of more things to worry about. The fact that everything seems to come one by one, I never knew what would be next or if there was more to be looking for. Now that we have the diagnosis, I am in a much better place with it. At least it has a name and I know that we are not alone. Not a lot of company, but not a lot alone. We definitely need to get the word out there to physicians so that KBG syndrome doesn't continue to get overlooked when a child presents with characteristics. The medical professionals took only look only at the obvious and it certainly didn't fare well for us. We did two different rounds of genetic testing before we got to the right geneticist who tried another type of testing. I'm hoping that we can find more families in our shoes and build a strong foundation. I look forward to hearing from you. So for me to get that email was not just validating, but also invigorating, right? As soon as I got that email, I remember going back through all the paperwork that I had started for the foundation and put off a little bit because we were moving you know, 1300 miles. Coincidentally to Chicago, where I am to from. Chicago, where you're from. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I got it all back out and I started doing more and more and more and more. I started getting everything I knew that a nonprofit needs in order to be successful. Cause I thought if you don't build the, the, the foundation for the foundation, by the time you get to 500 families, which were surpassed now, you're going to be playing catch up. So I started doing more documentation, found more people, then get out to Chicago and we set up a a meeting, right? And I think we found that it was July 13th, July 13th, 2015, as far as we know, is the first meeting of any KBG families together that had found each other um, aside from, oh, I saw another kid with that was just got this diagnosis, you should reach out, right? It was searching, searching for something, finding something, contacting, and then getting together. So that was the first time two KBG affected families had met that didn't know about each other prior to six months ago. Do you know what I mean? So having that was just the impetus to do more. I remember, um, I remember getting a couple more people on the board and there being a lot of pressure to get the website up. Do you remember this Marla? And it was so much pressure to get the website up and I would send it back and Marla would read it. And then she'd be like, you need to edit this. And, and then we'd have these marathon conversations of, I did not know that. And we'd compare notes about what our kids did that, that none of the other kids seemed to have done or what Jordan did that bug doesn't do what Terry did that Jordan and bug don't doesn't do. Right. That was when we first realized the scope of the, um, spectrum of KBG syndrome. 
Yes, absolutely. And, and, and how getting the information from as many families as possible about presentation for KBG syndrome is critical because without that, we had just what was known in the literature, which was not matching up. If you remember that, I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> right. So what was your first impression? So Marla, that's my side of things where I suddenly got an email from somebody I didn't know whose son and husband both had KBG syndrome. So where did you get to, how did you get from diagnosis to that point of sending that email? I, before Jordan was even diagnosed, I was searching and searching and there were a couple of odd doctors actually that would help me search. I would take Jordan to the eye doctor and she would constantly pull out her book and show me, he kind of looks like this, but I don't think he's got this and he's got this, but he doesn't have this. And there weren't a lot of doctors sadly that were interested in finding out what was wrong. Everybody kept saying, these are all normal. And they are all normal things that happen to kids. The difference is they don't all happen to one kid. One kid, you know, it, it just doesn't happen that way. So that was my elation in finding a diagnosis was that I was not crazy. These things were really happening. It, at some points I felt like I had Munchausen, that I was making these things up because I didn't know what to do. And they were all there and they were all found in that list of what could happen. So when I first reached out to this lady, Karen, she thought that her son actually had KBG and it turned out that he didn't. So when I got that connection that I could reach out to somebody who truly, truly was experiencing KBG, newly diagnosed, I was ecstatic. Not because somebody else had it, but because I was no longer alone. I was going to figure out with somebody, how can I make this better? How can we team up? And this is before I really knew that the foundation hadn't started. We hadn't really even met, but I was advocating so hard for Jordan in every aspect of his world that I was so glad I had the support. It's hard to get support from somebody who also has the diagnosis, who was in his late forties, didn't really want to admit that he too had a problem. You can't get support from somebody like that. So my friends certainly didn't understand it. I couldn't talk to them in the same way that I felt that Annette and I completely connected. So I jumped on board at the first opportunity when she asked me about it, saying that we could really, I could really use somebody that has that passion. And for that, I'm grateful. And this is why we do this. We want other people to not feel the same way that we felt and to offer as much support as we can because once we found each other, it was like a weight was lifted that we weren't alone. 
and that we had each other to support. So the more families that we get involved, the more positive stuff we can disclose and care about on our Facebook pages, the sad stuff, the hard stuff, we just need to be there for each other. And all we wanna do is continue to make this bigger, get more people out there feeling that they're not alone. Um, it's a passion that we love. It's been a long few years trying to get this going. And I think that we've done a fabulous job starting with just the two of us. I agree. <laughs> um, the, this, it, it reminds me of when Bug had his first seizure. Um, seizures are scary. And the first time that anybody sees somebody have a seizure, the very first seizure you ever see, the first thought that goes through most people's head is I'm watching someone die. I'm watching death. This is terrifying. And I remember feeling so alone because I didn't realize that there were that many people out there that had epilepsy, that had seizures, right? Because we don't talk about it. Um, so we stayed inside, right? Because if he had another seizure, I didn't want him to be out in public where he would be ridiculed because here was this neurotypical kid who just had this really traumatic event for me, not for him. He was fine. Right? <laughs> I was not fine, <laughs> but I mean, he moved on with it. He just got up. I mean, after he slept it off, he got up and was just his normal, happy self. And he was like that for a lot of years until the seizures started getting really bad. So that was my first introduction into anything was wrong. And the self isolation that I put myself in was, it, it was spirit built. It was spirit destroying actually. Well, very detrimental. Yeah. You just sort of go, nobody understands. Nobody understands. I could be watching my kid dying and I get, I get nothing from the doctors because with every little symptom that cropped up with every little problem that he had, it was never a big problem except for the seizures, right? It was always just a little thing. Like you said earlier, this test would come back normal or within normal, within tolerance, right? It was not an unexpected result. It was low here and high there. And when you combine them, you come up with a, a better picture, but nobody combines anything. You just look at the symptom. You look at that. Yeah. And, and that's the biggest problem with KBG syndrome is that you get one symptom and we treat just that symptom and we don't worry about anything else until it crops back up. Well, right. It's amazing to me that there are so many families out there that cannot get baseline testing once they get the KBG diagnosis. That is the thing that I want the most of. I want, I want you to get an EEG if it's normal great. Get one every 10 years. If you don't have any problems, I, I want to get, you know, um, a gastric emptying because <laughs> we know a lot of kids have gastrointestinal issues. So do a, a GI workup. If it's all normal, great. Don't have any problems or don't do anything about it until a problem arises, but getting those baselines can tell you if it's getting worse. We, the baselines that we had showed that he was getting worse, but nobody did anything about it. You know, and that was the mistake I think I made because he was already 13 
and we didn't have a lot of baselines. So by the time I went and did the baselines, a lot of the problems had already happened. But we did do the same thing. We did go get an EEG. We did get a, I can't think of what the heart one was. I can't think of what the echo, name is. It's the echocardiogram. Echocardiogram. Um, but those were the only two things that we hadn't touched. It seemed like we had touched at some point all of the other bodily things going through that unknown, I have no idea what it is, but you didn't go to somebody until you already had it. Yeah. So they don't know. I don't know when it got worse, but now that he's 20, we don't have the same roller coaster. And I think that's because he's already got so many things and that we've just learned to live with them. So nothing is as bad as it was when he was younger. They're still all there, but they're now part of our world. And I don't have the same, I don't have the same fears. Um, and I don't really want to get into the fears I do have at this point. <laughs> they will come. Um, but for the most part, I do think, and I agree wholeheartedly to push, push as hard as you can to get those baselines and a little lie here and there to get those <laughs> baselines we'll be okay. And being honest in going to these appointments with what you know, not just verbally what you know, we have the ability and the papers for you to bring to doctors telling them about KBG. And those are really important. Our infographics are priceless in explaining to somebody what you are going through and they'll do their own looking and they'll come up with the same stuff, but you look so much smarter handing them and stronger and an advocate that, you know, things will be okay. And that you need their help. That's how I feel. I don't know if you look at it the same way, but that's how I feel about it. I wish that stuff was there. Yeah. I, when I think about getting an earlier diagnosis, it, it does make me sad. Um, but it, it really wouldn't have changed anything for bug. Cause it didn't really change a lot for bug. It didn't change a lot for Jordan, but what it did do is validate. Yes. Right. It was that validation of aha. I told you, <laughs> I told you there was something comprehensive yes. going on there right? We still don't know that all of Bug's problems could be solved by a treatment for KBG syndrome. We don't know that because yeah. he has other diagnosis, but so do a lot of other people. But what we can do is say what is caused by KBG syndrome is being addressed. Yes. And then we can look at everything else. So that's why knowing that there's a treatment out there. I mean, I literally will wake up at night in, just shaking in anger because I know that there's a treatment out there and I can't get it. Not yet. We're going to work on it. I know we're working on it. And anytime he has a bad day or anytime I read one of the our families has a really bad day. If somebody ends up in the hospital, I literally curl up in a little ball and cry for a little bit because there is something out there. And, but what there is right now, is a family, a KBG family. There's people that there to support you. People that say you're up in the hospital. Let me bring you something. Right. Or 
you know what? My kid went through the exact same thing and it ended up being this. That has been the most valuable thing for us ever. Right. That and how you handled it led the way for somebody else to try and follow, or it gave them the strength to know that this is just one more thing. We're going to get through this. This is what they did. This is what I need to do. Yep. Yep. Creating that checklist has been so invaluable for people, you know, and I think in the newly diagnosed packet, the list of specialists and why you would need to go see those specialists. I think that's something we probably should break out and I'm going to probably put it at the end of this video so people can see it and maybe download it because checking in with all of those specialists. I mean, I didn't even know that there was such a thing as a neurobehavioralist. What, what, <laughs> what, what is that? I didn't know. I didn't know any of the, I mean, what the heck? And then go to the ENT, but why would I go to the ENT? Right. Well, in KBG syndrome, you go to the ENT because of, and there's the checklist. And then that has been absolutely heavenly to have. And you know, what's really funny is when you go into a doctor's office and they quote back at you, what you wrote, <laughs> I found this, I found this on the internet. <laughs> yeah. You know what? The KVG foundation wrote that. I'm part of that. We did that. <laughs> great. That's yeah. exactly true. But we yeah. compiled those lists from what everybody was telling us, which it's very important to be open and honest on our platform because all the information that we can share helps paint a fuller picture of what KBG could be. What this syndrome comp is comprised of, all the stories that we read, all the doctor visits that people share are what has made those, that information happen. It's the best thing in the world to hear somebody say, I went into my doctor and he asked me to come back here and ask you guys if you've seen this. Right. Right. That resource has helped more people than anything else out there. And it should never be disparaging. It should never be looked down on because the experience is always going to trump the paperwork. Always. It always is. Right. Because practical experience is going to take you a lot farther than reading it in a book. So those doctors that come back to the patient and say, Hey, I know you're part of this patient group. Will you go ask them if any of them have seen this? I have a lot of respect for doctors that do that because they know that they have a research pool that is untapped there. So why not use that research pool, which is also why it's so important to get as many people in the same place, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally as possible so that we can all be of benefit to one another. I was going to say, and really the fact that there's a doctor who takes interest, grab them <laughs> because my doctors or Jordan's doctors, I should say, treated him, but really didn't follow through once we got that diagnosis. They weren't as interested in KBG syndrome and I had it under control, so they no longer had to. So yep. utilize what you have the ability to have. So I think we've taken up 
a lot of everybody's time here. I hope you all enjoyed it. I know as much as Annette and I have. Um, we will be doing these. We will let everybody know when they'll be coming out. We are aiming to do new ones every other week. These will all be available though, as we do them um, on our website for kbgfoundation.com. Um, if you have any questions, you can always private message us. Any questions, you can just put it out there on the KBG page. We are constantly combing through all of the posts and commenting when it's appropriate and you know if we have anything to share. And as the weeks go on, we will be talking about some of the other board members and they too will be a part of these as we really get it going. And we hope that you enjoyed this honestly as much as we have. Our talk about Annette and Marla, Jordan, Terry, Bug, that's not what this is about. We wanted to give you the background of how we met. Our talks moving forward really are going to be about KBG syndrome, what to expect, how to work with it, how to deal with it, who to seek. And you know what? Just to give you the support and make you feel like we really want to be a family. Thank you again for joining us. We look forward to doing this again with you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye.